Attention men, are you wanting to break free from porn or other unwanted sexual behaviors, but finding it seemingly impossible to quit? If so, we can help. My name is Jonathan Darty, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. This three-day workshop is for any man who wants to overcome any kind of unwanted sexual behavior. So whether you're married, single, or divorced, this powerful and proven intensive weekend will help you uncover what is at the root of your struggle and discover the man God always created you to be. Space is limited, so call us today at 210-822-8201 to register. That's 210-822-8201 or visit bebroken.org slash gtf. Good day, listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. We're glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan, and I'm here with Stephen. How are you doing? I am blessed. Glad to be here. Always having fun with you, Jonathan. Yeah, so I can't believe that we are coming up on the end of 2020. Um, What a year. Um, This has just been by far the craziest year of my entire adult life. I have never had a year like this, and so um, we are... But we are a people of hope. Amen. Um, Amen. You know, there's plenty of things to grieve, but like the word says, we do not grieve as those who do not have hope. So we mm. are going to remain to be hopeful and joyful people, even in the midst of uh, trying times. Folks, we're, we're one of the things that uh, brings us great joy is uh, you as a listener and a viewer. Yes. And um, we're grateful for you. And um, we would ask that if, if this podcast has been blessing you if you feel like it's been a benefit to your life um, we would love it if you would just rate and review the podcast that's an easy yes. free simple way for you to be able to say hey you know what this this program is making a difference in people's lives and uh, that way it's easier for people to find it kind of gets higher in search rankings and things like that so uh, that just please rate and review the podcast that'd be a great benefit to us yes so, so Stephen. Speaking of 2020, yes, I think that it's safe to say that there's been a fair share of fear and anxiety in people, uh, yeah. you know, uh, and so let's talk about that today. We're going to talk about how to, how to learn your fear system. So I want to pass it off to you and see if you can kind of tell us where we're going to go on this week's yeah. episode. So let me, let's separate fear and anxiety okay. first, because Anxiety has a real a physical component, like jittery, like nervous stomach. I'm really anxious. And, and it, you know, they think it's brain chemistry that's off that creates an energy dump. And it's like, uh, I don't know why. Uh, I can't think of anything. I just woke up and my, things won't settle down. I have this real mm-hmm. biological thing going on. So, and sometimes they say if you have too much caffeine, and caffeine releases energy and this nervous energy. And so many people cut back on their caffeine. And there's lots of reasons. And that's a, a standalone topic. To, we're talking about fear. And when you have like a surge and then you come down, right? That, that's, that would be fear. It's like, oh, a startle response or, or my, I, I have a sensation in my stomach right now because of something that just happened. That would be like a fear response. So could you say that maybe fear, there is a, there's a very specific triggering 
aspect to it. Yes, yes, yes. And so, the, and so f- our fears come from our past, our childhood, our traumas. Are we going to be okay? You know, those kind of things. Is everything all right? And, and we'll get in situations and people will escalate up and start screaming and then fear will come up in us. And to warn us, this is dangerous or, or somebody is supposed to pick us up at six and it's seven. Now I'm getting scared. Like, well, well, you know, they, where are they? And am I going to be okay? So, so I see fear as a good thing. Yeah. I feel like I see, a warning system. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It warns us that there's danger and, and, you know, all systems to the front. We need eyes and ears and we need resources because this is potentially dangerous, a very dark alley, and I just heard a noise, and what does that mean? Okay, so fear is up, and we're being guarded. So some people say, you know, you should never fear. It's like, please, it's a biological, it's an energy, uh, an emotional thing that protects us. Yeah. If it's a busy street, you're going to cross it, you should be afraid, because there are cars. You might fall down, you might get run over, or trip, or something. And I think we have to be careful of, of blanketing every possible category of fear with just a single term, right? Because, I mean, that's why you're trying to distinguish between what we might call anxiety yes. versus what you're calling here of like, oh, just, this, is a, this is a momentary fear response. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, even when, even when Scripture talks about, you know, perfect love casting out fear, be anxious for nothing. Or, yes. That, that's a different categorical system, I think, of what we're, what, from well, what you're and, talking and, about, right? And think about be anxious Meanings, he wants us to be restful. Don't be worrying about. Yeah. Right. And the point is, we're going to be. Right. Yeah. And he's trying to comfort us. People go say, you see, it says you never have it. Don't be. No, I think he's saying uh, that's going to happen to you. So try to come off that. Try so, to get back to rest. Don't just live in it. Move it. Yeah, it's more about instructing how you redirect when that happens, not saying get to a point where it never happens. That's right. I don't know. Those extreme where never fear, never be anxious, never, never, never. It's like, well, we're human beings. We're flesh. What are you talking about? How can we never? That's the God's job to be the perfect being. So, so I see fear as a good thing, and most of the things that that um, there's a connection to our past when we feel fear, and most of us carry a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. And I really think there's a few basic fears that come with being human. And if you know what your fears are, you can run your body better because that same one will come up and again and again and again. It's like. Uh, in my mind, fear is a pattern, uh, it's a belief, and it's a response. And when, when that situation presents itself like rejection, mm-hmm. if, if you were not loved well as a child and, and you felt rejected, then any time in adulthood you get rejected, your body's going to f- respond the same way. Yeah. I'm going to be afraid. Yeah. And it says, hey, this is a dangerous situation. These people aren't reject you. What do you want to do? Because I'm warning you. That this... So a lot of people see fear as a bad thing and say you shouldn't have it. I say fear is a normal thing. And I think you should even talk to your fear hmm. because it's there. And have you ever noticed you have like good friends and bad friends? Like some friends you go, keep talking. Other friends you say, shut up. <laughs> okay, you already told that. You already said that. Okay, that's that's all you do. It's like, so so the fear friend warns you 
And then I say, okay, fear, I'm warned. You can sit down now. Your job is done. That's all you do. Fear only does one thing. Danger, danger, danger. Warning, warning, warning. That's it. It doesn't turn to happiness and then turn to sadness and then turn to grief. No, it just says danger. Danger. Fear says danger. And you get this body response. It's like, okay, pay attention. I'm about to be, I'll use my that example of rejection. Mm -hmm. So fear comes up. Fear is my friend. It only does one thing. Hey, we're in danger of being rejected. And I say, okay, good job, fear. Sit down. Thank you. Right? Because people say, well, don't, don't act like it's not there. Act like it's not there. Have you ever noticed that doesn't work? Right, exactly. You know, pretend, <laughs> pretend. Don't look at it. Ignore it. Ignore it. Or, or try to do something else. It's always here in your ear. Do something else. It's like no. The only thing I've ever learned from trying to have that mentality of like ignore it or pretend is it just prolongs <laughs> That's how it. long it's going to be tormenting me. Yes, you know? that's exactly right. It's it's not going anywhere. And as soon as you're done with your distraction, it's still there. Right. So why don't we recognize it and let it be, because we've already decided we need it. But have you ever noticed that fear doesn't take over your mind? Have you ever noticed that fear doesn't have great power and knock you to the ground or make you, fear's going to make you go eat something you don't want to eat. It's going to put it in your mouth and you're going to have to chew it. Fear has no power. It, fear it only work. has, it only has uh, a suggestion. Yeah, warning. right. Danger, danger, yeah. danger. That's it. It doesn't take over your mind. It doesn't take over your body. It doesn't change anything else. It's if, when you realize what fear is, it's very limiting. Well, what I'm saying is, I think some, and maybe I'm getting into the wrong category here, but sometimes when I think about my own fear, like, oh, okay, man, something happens. And like you said, it's connected to history or whatever. And when fear rises up, if I don't have that moment to sort of just talk to it and say, okay, sit down, yeah, then the what if train can get started in my mind. Right. You start like, building. Okay, here's here's the warning for what's directly in front of me, but oh yeah, but what if this and what if that so it's like in some ways fear can plant a seed, like it can say warning, but then it might plant a seed that again could be connected to my history of rejection or whatever else that you can, I think, go in your mind on kind of a and play with it. A trip a of what seed. if and Yeah. So so where this comes from, I'm 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 at a conference and this, this is a small group of people and this lady's talking. And she says, before I speak, I get scared. And then she says, uh, I, that you, there's usually a body symptom. So like, uh, like a pressure on my gut or a churning in my stomach. If you pay attention, they say somewhere in your upper torso. It could be up in your upper chest or in the middle or lower. If you pay attention, you're going to, to fear will be stored in your body somewhere. Because it's always the same spot that goes off again and again. So like my gut, my gut. Um, and my fear would be I'm not good enough. And so when I mess up and somebody says, well, that's stupid. It's like <gasps> immediately my gut tells me and fear goes, oh, no, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. Right? You're about to be found out to be not good enough. Um, and so let me jump back to the speaker. She says, oh. I get my body symptom, I get my fear, and then I say, hey, fear, what's up? <laughs> I thought that is so beautiful. My warning went off. Hey, fear, what's up? Then I thought about it. Oh, I'm going to speak in front of these people. Some of them might not like what I have to say. 
some people may get confused or get angry. This is dangerous. Hey, thanks, fear. Good job. You can sit down now. I got it. I got it now. I'm, I'm going to be cautious and careful and meticulous. I'm going to do my presentation now. Okay. So isn't that an elegant, beautiful way to let fear be? Yeah, because I, for one thing, I can identify with that specific example because there's still to this day, there's never a time that I don't get up to speak that I have that kind of nervous, uh, you know, fear response. But I do think there, there's something um, liberating about being just brutally honest about the reality that fear just showed up. Owning it. In right. other words, being yeah, because I think I think where those symptoms g- get worse and worse and worse is when we are trying to quote unquote overcome our fear. Yes, 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 that's right. Live beyond and what I, it. Well, right. what I hear, what I hear from this speaker is she's essentially saying, um, "Hey, uh, I see you there. I recognize you. You've sat at the table, and um, appreciate it." Good so job. there's there's not the sense of like I need to go overpower and beat with a club in the corner my fear. Yes. It's like yeah. no, she just said it's there. I see you, and I don't have to be terrorized right by you right. And that's exactly right. People get afraid and then they act like it's this monster and a hurricane with you know swirling debris and it's this massive. No, no, fear does one thing. It shows up and it warns you danger. That's mm-hmm. it. And it's a friend. Sometimes it scares you at the wrong time. And that's why I say sometimes it's a questionable friend because like, yeah. <laughs> I, they were just mad. They Why am I feeling rejected right now? They were just mad and thrashing. And fear goes, oh, this is dangerous, dangerous. It's like, settle down, settle down. Thank you, good job. Right, because I have to learn me. I have to learn this body. And so there's a book that's called The Body Keeps the Score where they've, they've, they've studied trauma, it gets stored in the body. So if you're ever rejected, if you're ever abandoned, if you're ever neglected, if you're ever hurt or abused, there's probably a place in your body. And when somebody triggers that fear, that place responds in your body. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that body was back there, and the body remembers it, and the body stored that story somewhere. So for the rest of your life, you could be triggered in the same place. And your body remembers how painful it was, and it's getting you ready. And some of what I hear, I'm hearing you say in terms of this idea of learning your fear system, and then of course we're talk about maybe how to even continue to respond to it, is that we're we're trying to uh, we're not necessarily trying to say I need to have an expectation that I should get to a place in life where I never feel fear, right. where I never have a negative reaction, where I never feel this in my body. No, that's right. What I'm hearing you say is it's sort of reframing our expectations to say, you know what, these things that, that we carry from our histories, these things that are still stored in our bodies and yes. that we feel, we don't have to respond to them in the same way that we've always responded to them. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a sense of freedom that I'm hearing from you of saying, even even if it's true that this stuff gets stored in my body and may still be stored in my body for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that the way it affected me previously has to be the same way it affects me moving forward. And the way I acted yeah. or the getting lost in it, right? 
or what you said a minute ago i didn't get and but i'm thinking about it, it makes more sense that so mine is i'm not good enough right that's my core fear that I go, then I can build a story. You always screw up. Why do you always screw up? You're not that good. And they're going to see that you're flawed. And, and man, don't you know there are people that are smarter than you and better than you? And why, why are you pretending? I mean, I can build a whole story on how I'm not good enough. Yeah. But it, And then, see, now, you have to remember, it's like we have two brains, right? We have the lower brain, which is our survival brain, and we have our resource brain. And I'm in my survival brain until I can get to my resource brain. Because you know where Jesus lives? He lives in my resource <laughs> brain. You know where I'm loved in my resource brain. But you know the first part comes from my lower brain. Yeah. So fear and warning and body. And it takes, they say, a few seconds to bring the resource brain on. So, so why am I talking? Because I want my resource brain to come on. Right? Yeah. I'm going to say, okay, fear. I know you're here. You're triggering my core fear. I get it. And I really don't want to spin a story right now. I really want to talk to the Father and remind myself some great truths and some victories and some lessons. And I really don't want to spin a story. like you said. And as a, little, as a little sidebar, this is why it's also so dangerous when we train ourselves or have been trained to respond to that lower brain with some kind of addictive medicating behavior, oh, right. whether it be drugs, alcohol, you know, porn, whatever. Absolutely. Because what does that do? That starts to block the ability to even go to the resource brain because it right. keeps us, those activities then actually reinforce keeping us in kind of the lower brain. And, yeah, that's right. So, yeah. so we, we want to try to create that better flow to saying, okay, that's why we want to remove all those addictive behaviors because we need to get to our resource brain. We need that's to get right. to that. And so what happens, I think, if we're going to put our core fear gets triggered, we feel the tension in our body, uh, a fear says, oh, you're going to be rejected again, and then the story starts, Right of not good enough, failing, you always, you screw up, any way that you trash yourself with the shame and all the stuff we talk about. And how do I get relief from that? Yeah. Either I get to my resource brain and I start growing and, and resting, and, or I go to escaping. Yeah. And I better get a distraction because I have spun the story so far and so long and I beat myself and torture myself and torment. I have to get away from me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so so let's talk then about where you when you start to make these recognitions. Like like I'm thinking of the person out there who's going, Okay, this is the first time I've ever heard about this, but it's making sense to me because boy, I can I know how that fear can be triggered and, and I and I know that how easily I can kind of get into that shame story and so Good. so, what do I do? I mean, I, I I even get a little bit about what you guys are talking about about maybe becoming more familiar with my fear and seeing it as that friend and being like, okay, I see you here. Yeah. But how do we build on that skill? How do we how do we learn yeah. to respond better? That's good. Okay. So once on this show, you admitted your deepest fear. Would you remind us? Well, it's very similar to yours. It's that idea that I don't measure up. I don't like, measure up. Yeah. Right? And do you know where it's stored in your body? When failure comes and you're bad and what's the matter with you and you're screwed up and why can't you be better? And do you get tension anywhere in your body? I mean, it, it sometimes comes up kind of through my shoulders. In your shoulders. And then I'll feel I, – I sometimes also feel it in 
I don't know if you feel it in two places, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. No, it's just generally upper body. Yeah, so. I mean, I can I can feel like I carry it kind of in my shoulder blades, but okay. then I can feel it in my head too. Like it moves up a, to your head. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So either of those are are where your body has stored right failure. What it feels like to me, a, a good way to think of it is, it triggers like it makes my brain feel like it's going on overdrive like it has it almost feels like okay i've got to i've got to think a thousand times faster now and be better because and, if i'm going to measure up i mean i've got to oh, be that's i've got to be smart now so i feel like my brain is speeding Racing, up you know right? yeah and so that's the response first the fear and then we're going to act on it right yeah. and we're going to start running but in that moment if you could say oh brain come on slow down we don't have to prove we're the chosen we're the redeemed it's okay if they don't like us if somebody doesn't like me today guess who does guess yeah. who died for me you know and if if you don't like me that's okay other people have not liked me and i just went on with my life you know so if you could in that moment start create like a fork in the road Mm-hmm. So you have an established path, but we're we're being called to create a new path, yeah. right? Which is hold, hold, wait, wait, slow, slow, right? Because when it's racing, it's coming from here, mm-hmm. and we got to get up here so we can bring on what what could you add to help that racing? Well, and you know, one of the things that that I've learned from you over the years that I think is really helpful, and I think it actually helps literally with that biological jump from the lower brain to the upper brain, is the the verbalization mm. of some of these truths. In other words, rather than just trying to only think them, uh, to speak them yes. is really important. Like you've, you've mentioned before about how sometimes when you're on a walk, you'll just say out loud, I am so loved. <laughs> I am so <laughs> loved. Know? I'm so full of love. And yes. I think using, having to create the verbal words yes. is using your brain. It's like taking it's, you to that resource. And part. it takes you, it takes your brain over, right? Because you're, now your brain has a problem. Am I going to race? Because that's not what I thought we were going to do. But you fork the road and you're starting to say out loud, okay, brain, we don't want to race right now. We're going to remind ourselves, slow down. Nobody's dying today. And, and yeah, we're going to perform and we're not going to be perfect. Right now you're creating a new pathway. Yeah. And if you say it out loud, you force your ears to listen and you're retraining your brain. That's the power of say things out loud. Yeah. It retakes over the brain. Mm-hmm. and reprograms i can't do two things i can't run your program and then speak and listen and translate and yeah so now um so i'm thinking about this i'm trying to learn my my fear system good when the fear comes up i want to try to have sort of a conversation that's exactly right good it. job body good job thank you fear thank you for warning me because mine's down here so can i just stop okay, for a second breathe i because i want i want to what you've just said a few times is is something that I don't think any of us have ever heard before, and that is to actually say thank you yeah. to your fear. Thank you, because what's it doing? It's warning. Me. Can we just sit on that for a little yeah. bit? Because I'm like, that oh, is not that a is that is not something that I think any of us would have oh. said. Oh, I've heard that a lot. Yeah, just thank your fear. Thank your fear because <laughs> I mean, it's doing its job, right? Remember. See, people think fear is the terrible story that we've made up. Mm. It's not the terrible story. Fear does one simple thing. It warns us. 
and then it, if we ask it to sit down or if it wants, if we want it to participate in a big trash session, it'll participate in a big trash me session of how bad and how bad. But it's like, good job. So, okay, now you told me where I am. You know, it was a very scary place right now and I could be rejected. They could tell me I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. It's like I've run from that all my life. I never want to hear that. You know, I have some ADD. I talk fast. I read and stumble. It's like, hey, that's the brain God gave me. Okay, that's all I got. I can only be who I am. I can never be more. And when I stumble along and someone says, well, that's stupid. It's like, I could right there. There mm-hmm. it is. And it's like, okay, breathe. And okay, good job, fear. Okay, thank you. Now I know what to do. I'm taking over. I'm going to take care of me now. Fear and goofy thinking and self-abuse. I'm tired of you trying to take care of me. Because think about, why do we beat ourselves up? Why do we punish and call ourselves names so we don't do it again, right? Mm -hmm. Why do we spank a kid so you think about it and don't make that mistake again? Why do we say, don't be stupid, and what's the matter with you? You failed, you embarrassed yourself. Don't do, I mean, even though we say in the negative, we're trying to help ourselves. Right. By trashing ourselves. Mm-hmm. which doesn't really work. And what I've, one of the things that I'm taking away from this that I think is really positive is just by reframing some of these things, um, there's a huge hope in this because I think one of the things that that comes out of our fear, I'm not saying it's fear itself, but one of the, things, one of the parts of the story that comes out of our fear, because again, fear is so, fear sometimes feels like the on-ramp to shame to me. Oh, right. Like, and okay, fear triggers else, and right? then the, the shame story and starts. And name-calling and belittling, yeah. And usually what's part of that shame story, so think about, again, deepest fear, like not good enough, don't measure up, Yeah, is that shame story reinforces this false notion that there's no hope that you could ever be any different. There's no hope that you could ever— Oh, that's the story, is it? And you're always going to be always a screw gonna up, be and you're never going to— And you're always a lesser. And what I'm hearing you say is like, no, if we can get this new way of engaging with our mm. fear where it doesn't have to be a threat or a terror or it's like it's simply a warning system, mm-hmm. then I can redirect and rewrite what the story is going to be in response to my fear. That's right. That's the second word. That's the new, fresh, exciting. And if you say, okay, thank you, fear, it means I know what fear is. I know what it came up. I know what it's trying to do. So I say, good job. Because look, you either ignore it or you tell it, thanks. Then right. you're done. Now I'm taking care of me now because I'm really scared. And you reminded me I'm scared, right? Now I want to get to resource brain and I want to breathe and be kind to myself and walk and you drink water, do anything that helps me bring my body back down mm-hmm. because this is dangerous. This really is. When you speak, it's dangerous. Somebody could say, well, that's dumb. You're not that smart. Yeah. <laughs> what? You think you're that good? You're not that good. You know, you're, you remind me of my brother and he was a lughead. I mean, people say right. all kinds of things to you. Yeah. Right? And we have to take care of ourselves. And one of the other talks we talked about, you know, self-care and participating in love. And somebody will come to you in pain and say, I'm taking your joy and your love away. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to impose my pain on you because I don't like me and you shouldn't like you. Mm-hmm. Right? Now I'm going to be triggered because they're going to come at me and say, that's stupid. Right. Boom. And warning goes, oh, danger, danger. Remember when you rejected? There's a hundred stories in my past 
where I failed. Yeah. Now, one other thing I want to touch on here, because you actually have it in, in your in your notes here on this on this particular uh, topic, is this idea of you know we kind of all have a little kid right in us, and right. and and how does that connect to this idea of fear? Because you said it all comes back from our history. So that's the, right. The roots of this come from our childhood in such a way. So how? How does understanding that help us maybe also reframe what we're trying to do? Is it is it healthy to think of ourselves sometimes of like when fear comes up of like, okay, there's a scared little boy. Yeah, absolutely. Me. Instead and he's of been trying hurt. to instead of trying to uh, presume adulthood over this fear, right. when you said this fear goes all the way back. That's right. To my child. To when I failed in school and when the teacher laughed at me and they said, this is a terrible report. Don't anybody make a report like this. Mm-hmm. And when I wanted to talk to that girl and she talked to another girl and said, I was stupid. Why wouldn't she want to talk to me? And I mean, you think about how we grew up and the things that happened to us. There's a thousand stories of failure mm-hmm. and pain. And it's stored in one place. It's stored in one place. And it floods you and says, here it is again. Yeah. Right? And if you remind ourselves, it's just fear. It's just a warning system. What do I want to do now? Because what I've done is spun the story. I love that you illustrated that. I forgot. There's a story of shame and unworthiness and failure. And now nobody's calling us names. You know who's calling us names? We are. Right. We are tearing ourselves up by calling so many names. Terrible things that we've heard. Yeah. And I think that's another another positive aspect of the freedom that we have is like, okay, we have different resources now than we did when we were a kid. That's right. In order to be able to respond in a different way, write a new story and respond to fear in, in, in a new way. So, And we have spiritual resources. Right. When we're a kid learning, we don't know anything except I'm trying to be loved. Yeah. But as an adult... We are redeemed and forgiven and chosen, and we're part of a family and a community, no matter what any other human being says to you about you. Mm -hmm. That's good. We put that next to what he said. I so loved you. I would sacrifice Jesus Mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. That's good. Well, listeners, uh, we're going to have to wrap up there, but uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, We hope this has helped you just even kind of learn your own fear system and hopefully get more, uh, if I can put it this way, more comfortable with just responding to your fear as that friend that's giving you a warning. and, um, and, And hopefully you will be able to you know, write new stories Amen. based on the truth that you are loved and you are a beloved child of God. Um, we look forward Amen. to seeing you back here again next week, and we hope you have a great uh, rest of your week. Take care. Amen. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.